0: It's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and Washington, D.C., and this is news that you can use from Hedge for Friday, December 8th, with your hosts, me, Ray, and Zach, and, if I may say, we're both looking kind of sharp today in our, uh, in our uh, well, uh, sharp-looking shirt. All
1: right, folks, I agree with my father. We do look good today, so kudos to us. Everyone, please, all the data we're about to go into – Google search car edge space car price inflation. Last night, Justin on our team, I asked him uh, to do it today and he did it last night. So thank you, Justin. I asked him to update our research dad on car price inflation. And this is going to tie into today's title, which is Ram, Dodge, Jeep and Chrysler can't sell anything. 50% price increases might be behind that. If you uh, remember that we actually back in July looked at how much automakers have increased the price of their vehicles relative to inflation, the MS, yes. MSRPs of their new cars. Well, here we've got the latest data today. Before I pulled up on the screen, did you see it on Twitter? I know it's been going around on Twitter. Did you already see the data?
0: I saw that the CDG car dealership car guy, dealership guy. Um, yeah. you know, posted. Uh, something about uh, you know how much cars have gone up in price and uh, gave attribution to um, CarEdge as the source of that information. So let's jump
1: right in, folks. The shocking news is that Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram have increased their MSRPs over 50% in the past five years. That's the Stellantis column on that chart. I'm currently, my image is currently blocking the other automaker who's increased their price 49.67 percent guesses in the chat if you know who that is but dad we're going to talk about market day's supply from july to today and price increases Mm -hmm. from july to today just you know Stellantis can't sell any cars they've increased their prices by 50 percent
0: wtf man this data is damning um is that for the world trade foundation wtf um The information suggests, at least to me, that over the last five years, a couple of these manufacturers thought that due to COVID, they could get away with anything. And for a couple of those years, they could. Uh, Stellantis is finding out what many of us in the automobile industry have known for years and years and years, and that is they are not considered one of the highest-rated brands out there. And they attract a slightly different clientele than, say, Ford or, or General Motors or Honda or Toyota. And, and what they have basically done is they've taken what a brand that was more of a mainstream brand that appealed to a big big majority of the population out there. And they've gone so upscale and upmarket that they are in a position where they can't compete with the, well, real upscale and upmarket brands that have, have developed a reputation as that over the years. And so now due to absolute greed um they're sitting on inventory their dealers their dealers are choking choking literally choking and and if somebody in the also, comments also there's also recalls galore with some of the oh, Landis products and stop sales on stuff so it's like you can't win well no and 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 i just wanted to say one one other thing for those in the comments who are going to say well we haven't seen, our, our Stellantis dealers, where they're not trying, they're, they're my God, De- Stellantis dealers are discounting the hell out of their vehicles, trying to at least get them down to palatable levels that enough people would go, okay, I'd consider that again. mm mm-hmm.
1: Dad, yeah, let's pull the data back up on the screen. Do you have a guess for the brand? I guess you already saw it. I
0: know who the brand is, and, and I am I am um, shocked and dismayed that they sell as many cars as they do. They there you go, change on the done.
1: screen for those of you that listen to the podcast. It's Hyundai-Kia. They've increased their prices over the past five years, 496 seven percent so those are the two buy in a way that have increased their prices the most over the past five years that will factor in obviously the make and model mix so are they just producing higher trim levels and more expensive vehicles um as well as obviously just pulling out you know the cheaper options that they previously had you know and replacing them with those more expensive ones that then when we look at this this data right here so i'm going to sort this everyone by five-year price increase so again, the brands with the highest increase in price over the past five years, MSRP, I should say. Yes. is The let's really zoom in, 50.61%. That is Jeep, Dodge, Chrysler, Ram, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat. The market day's supply, which market day's supply, you all know we love this data because it says, essentially yes. it's the proxy measure for how quickly things are selling, how, uh, how supply and demand are interacting. In July, the market day's supply was 160 days. It would have taken 160 days to sell all of the Stellantis products in the United States based on their daily sales rate from the past 45 days today, dad, and the high, it's not like, uh, uh, it's not like golf, you know, or it is like golf. You want a lower number, not a higher number. If, yes. you're, an automaker. if you're a customer, yeah. you want them, uh, you want them to have a higher number because you've got more negotiating leverage. The market day supply this month, dad, for Stellantis is 225.
0: Uh, so what are you saying in, in, in the last five months, um because of the five year price increase that they're that they're finding it even harder than they had earlier in the year to sell their products to get uh enough people interested in their products yeah i mean it's right there and and if i may it is golf is the perfect analogy because um this way like in golf you have a handicap so that you know, if you're a 20 handicap, which means par 72, you normally shoot 92. Well, you get strokes so that you can compete against somebody who's a scratch golfer who would normally shoot 72. Well, the the handicap in the automobile industry is called incentives, okay? And right now, Stellantis has more incentives um, and spends more in incentives to to bring their vehicles down to a price point that, that might seem palatable to customers. Um, we know for a fact that a lot of the product just from the manufacturer, it's 10, 10% off of MSRP. That's, that's the manufacturer paying for that. That ain't the dealer giving you a dime yet and you can work the dealer for quite a bit. So that's golf. Perfect. Perfect. It's It's you and me. Uh, okay, playing best ball against uh, well Phil and John Rom now. So uh, there you
1: have it. <laughs> so then that's the Stellantis story. They can't yes. sell things, and look at us—we Sherlock Holmes that we figured it out. It's because they increase prices by fifty percent on their new vehicles. It doesn't really matter if you have a ten percent, you know, uh, yeah. uh, discount. It's still
0: too much. Go ahead. You know what would be interesting to track on top of all that is how much the chief executive's income has changed from five years ago to today um that that i think would be fascinating to know like if if he was earning 20 million dollars a year five years ago but now he's earning 30 um because they figured out how to how to well sell fewer uh, I gotta get a gig like that
1: If you're a data nerd like I am, and I think I've convinced my father to be one as well, if you go to CarEdge.com, you click on buy to use our car search. When you are on the car search, let's do it really quick. Let's do a RAM and let's do a 1500. If I come here, let's look at new ones. If I click into a vehicle detail page on this $70,000 RAM 1500, I will see the target discount, which is the dealer discount off of MSRP that CarEdge Suggests you should shoot for plus the fair price. That's ultimately the price that uh, you know, not including dealer, excuse me, not including manufacturer additional incentives. As you can see here, that you should be striving for. And you get your market days supply information. So for this area, actually, there you go. Where's this one? This is in we're in Longmont, Colorado. So actually, Colorado doesn't have a huge oversupply of Ram 1500 Laramies. But if I come back here and let's change it up, pops, and let's come, I don't know, to the East Coast. Let's go two zero eight nine five. And now we're looking at this Ram 1500, again, target discount. Wow, that is an 11% dealer discount is what we are suggesting on this yeah. thing. And that's because there's a 212 days supply of it out there in the market. I absolutely love this data, Dad. I hope dealers look at this data as well when they go to make their <laughs> pricing decisions. Because if you get a 212 day supply... Just move on if, from it. Just you know, move t- on from it. And shame on, to be very clear, shame on Stellantis for jacking up their prices 50%. We haven't even said it that inflation over the same period of time was
0: 22%. Yes. So what's the rationale why their prices should have shot up 50%? Um, and yeah, I, I hope I hope dealers and manufacturers look at this, um, you know, a lot of their decisions, uh, allegedly are supposed to be data driven. Um, you know, uh, having been in the industry, as long as I have, I, I know some of them are ego driven more than data driven, but, um, and and if I may, you said that you're a data nerd and you hope that well, your dad is now. Now I'm 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 the father of a data nerd and I'm okay with that. Okay.
1: <laughs> so then dad, what do we think is going on over at Hyundai? You know, their day supply has gone up a little bit, not a ton. 68 yes. is a healthy day's supply. It's still higher than American Honda and it's a little bit higher than Toyota, but not by much. That being said, they've increased their prices 49.67% in the past five years. Is this just an example of Hyundai, Kia, and Genesis trying to go up market? That That's kind of how I interpret it. What did you think?
0: Um, I, I think that's part of it. And and a big part of that would be uh, the Genesis brand, um, even though they only represent a small portion of, of Hyundai, Kia, Genesis. Um, but what it indicates to me is that They're a mass market brand that was um, considerably less expensive than their peers for the longest period of time. And they um, raised their prices to create bigger margins for themselves. And because even at the raised prices, they are still more competitive than their peers uh, people will still buy them so even though the prices have gone up nearly 50 percent and you know part of that is is the palisade and the Telluride I mean these were these were um, vehicle segments that they hadn't been in before uh, but even with that they their brands are still considered more affordable by more people than the other brands and let's face it their sales have gone up month over month, year over year, um, for like, I don't know, a year now, every month, it, it's yeah. up. There, there, is, there is a significant sales increase in volume, um, and that's due to the fact that even with a 50% MSRP price increase, they are still more affordable than many of the other brands out there. All right, Dad, then Ford is third
1: on the list in terms of price increase over the last five years. Again, inflation is 22%. Over those five years, Ford has increased the price on average 37.29% across their lineup and their day supply has skyrocketed from 84 to 133 days. So that means there are more Ford vehicles sitting around. And I think, again, we can draw the same conclusion. They're just too expensive and i can attest to this dad we've got a ford dealer uh, we've got multiple ford dealers now on the car edge dealer network and they're struggling to sell those trucks because they're just really freaking expensive not because people are disinterested in them just because they can't justify the price points let's talk about some good news so i'll click on this again and now we're sorting from lowest five-year price increase to highest yeah subaru nissan toyota those are your top three in terms of lowest price increases over the past uh, five years. We don't have Mazda data in here. We'll work on that. I'm curious where Mazda would fit in. But Subaru down is the number one. They're leading the league. They've only increased prices 19% over the past five years,
0: less than inflation. Yes. That's wild. Yes. And, and Subaru has always positioned themselves as an all-wheel drive, ultra-affordable ultra vehicle. Okay, that has been their niche forever. They have never tried to really go up market to any great degree. They have entry-level points that are affordable for most people. And they have they have developed a brand loyalty that is cult-like. Um, and it's because of that. It's because they haven't gotten greedy. Um, and yeah, they'll continue to do well because they haven't gotten greedy. Because if you want to find an all-wheel drive vehicle under thirty thousand dollars, you still can. Um can we can we do a quick experiment, Dad? I love quick experiments as opposed so I'm to coming the
1: back. Forward. I'm coming back to the car search. Let's do a Jeep versus Subaru comparison. So the Jeep Grand Cherokee would be, I don't know, comparable to what, like maybe an ascent probably not uh, even the ascent the where the wagoneer would be comparable to an ascent what's
0: what's no, the, compar- the wagoneer wouldn't be comparable to is in terms of body in terms in terms of size I'm, I'm saying in terms of size okay well yeah because the ascent seats what seven or eight
1: yeah i think the ascent seats seven in this in the grand cherokee seats seven um i'm not sure honestly Okay, well, regardless, look at the first three results, folks $66,000, $80,000, $80,000. Okay, that's just Jeep Grand Cherokee. Let's plug in Subaru. And here we can actually just go down here to body style and let's just do. Well, I don't want to pick up. All right, I guess everything's going to be considered the same body style here, but there you go. There's three, there's two Outbacks $38,000, $36,000, $41,000. Like they're just. Totally different price points, man. They're just not even. They're not even. They're not even comparable. Like obviously, from a feature standpoint, they might not be comparable as well. But just like one's double the price of the other,
0: one one is pretending to be a mass market brand, and the other is a mass market brand. You know, one's masquerading, then the other's not. And and it's just that simple. and, and that, that, I mean, Stellantis is the perfect example of how you take what were once affordable, desirable, niche, cult-like vehicles, Jeep, and you take them so far upscale that people who loved the brand are abandoning the brand because, well, they can no longer afford the brand. Um so you know it's just at, at a corporate level there are people that made the decision that well we can we can raise the we these people will just keep paying. Well they won't and they're not and you know they're sitting on 225 days worth of inventory because people can't and won't buy them anymore. It it, in 1998, Acura had the TL, and mm-hmm. the TL was, the base TL at that time was $33,000, dollars In 1999, they introduced the new and improved 3.2 TL, okay, um, that had much more standard equipment. It was just phenomenal the amount of standard equipment it had, and they priced it at twenty nine nine They lowered the price by like five thousand dollars because they did their research, and the market told them in no uncertain terms, we are not buying the t l at 34, dollars. We are not yep at twenty nine nine there was a waiting list, a year and a half long, for people to get their hands on it, because a it was very well equipped, and b it was priced right. The key for all these manufacturers is the price: the damn things right is 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 to is to put them out at a price point that it, that will attract the most potential customers for them, not at a price point that will attract the least potential customers for them. And so then, and, and I'm guessing, just for one second, I'm guessing yeah. that most of these people that are running these companies went to some type of business school. You know, maybe, maybe the school they should have gone to was the school of hard knocks. Maybe that's the one they should have gone to. So
1: what do you make of Nissan then, pops? Nissan has a hundred and seventeen days supply right now, up significantly from sixty-two days back in July. Yet they've only increased their prices nineteen percent, comparable to Subaru. I mean, Nissan are not moving obviously at the rate that they want them to be, but their price points have not gone up materially. You know, like yeah. they're, they've gone up less than inflation. Does Nissan and Infiniti represent? A value relative to the Hyundai Kias of the world, you've gotta imagine yes, right? Like this is what this data suggests.
0: Yes, yes, they do. And and even even on the infinity side of things, it's like they even came out and said, We're not really a competitor to to Lexus or Acura or BMW. We're done kidding ourselves that we're there. And they and they lowered equipment levels and lowered price points. I, I think part of the problem with With Nissan uh, was more internal issues that they were having at the CEO level, um, and and some of the alliances that were created that that um, created um, uh, collateral damage, so to speak, unintended consequences. and And so they're trying to come back from all of that. You know, it's not a good thing when your CEO gets arrested, okay, and and put in jail. And then, is surreptitiously gets, you know, figures out a way to escape jail in, in Japan. That, that's not a good business strategy. <laughs> <laughs> school hard knocks would suggest
1: otherwise no i'm just kidding yeah well,
0: well,
1: i'm curious that we've got a couple of thought uh comments that have come through that i think we should pull up on the screen first things first here from just cinnamon bun thank you thank you for the contribution i tried to work with island cdjr in staten island they didn't want to work with me I ended up leasing an outlander uh phev for two years cdjr letting people walk now, just the cinnamon bun. Island CDJR is one of the few dealer groups that's actually in our network. We're like, currently onboarding their group. I wish you had gone through us. We could have helped you out. And I think it's a representation, I just want to be very clear, of like not working with you. is This is how they've always done business. And like we're trying to come in there and trying to change how they do business. <laughs> just be more upfront. Don't play the game. So sorry you had that experience. Glad to hear that you got your Outlander. Phev, and yeah, there are tons of Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram dealerships, still trying to make an arm and a leg on these vehicles, they're 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 partly culpable, Dad. A lot of them are very culpable oh, yes, for why yes, inventory is sitting yes. as long as it has been.
0: No, absolutely. And at a certain point, they've they've got to wake up and and go. I don't want to write that check anymore for all that floor plan interest. At a certain point, one would assume.
1: At a certain point, yeah. Thank you for the sir, the craftsman. We appreciate the contribution. Yes. All right, Dad. Rob has a really good question here. Are the OEMs giving dealerships incentives to buy the 2023 cars, or have they stopped? When do the new 2024s arrive? They must be turning down allocation. I think this is a really interesting question. Every dealership, or excuse me, every manufacturer has different um, uh, turnover schedules from from model years. There's a lot of obviously that are fully onto 24s. There's a lot of 23s that are still out there. We were talking about RAM. They still have some new 2022s out there. Um, so, do the OEMs incentivize trying to get rid of remaining 23 allocation as they're doing, you know, uh, transition? Of course.
0: Yeah, of course, um, you know, and then and then part of it, and, and this this is funny because this is part of the conversation I had with John Leverett from uh, Mazda the other day. Is you know how do you convince a dealer that they need to take more allocation from you? Well, when they don't really need to take more allocation from you, because you know, as a factory rep, your job is to get those dealers to take your excess inventory, um, and and so yes, sometimes there are. Uh, uh, monetary uh, rewards attached to those vehicles if you were to take them um definitely you know, just like we've talked
1: about there's monetary rewards for the dealer to put a vehicle in service loaner fleet just like we've talked about there's monetary rewards for at the end of the month the dealer to sell something and lose money on it and make it up from the manufacturer like
0: yes yeah
1: money money kind of dictates this crazy industry that we all spend a lot of time on just and to, yes as Justin degree as Justice has said right here, Auto Insiders with Mazda will be out next month. Go check out the Auto Insiders YouTube channel or the podcast. Those interviews that my dad conducts with Auto Insiders are available there. Sir, the Craftsman actually had a question, Pops, which was yes. when should they pull a trigger on a new
0: Ford? I'm thinking it's this month, right? Uh, I would think, um, you know, Ford's history is um, that they raise, keep raising prices. Um, typically incentives are the strongest in December, um, especially the last week of the year dealers are typically the most motivated. So if you're looking for a new Ford, I would think, um, I'd start shopping now, <laughs>
1: uh, slash network. We have multiple Ford dealers in our network. Take a look at the pricing that is available there and yes negotiate folks they need to move on from those vehicles they absolutely do all right you ready we've got a good one today really you gotta
0: be kidding me
1: all right so we've been talking about it for a while here folks the used car market is starting to flip meaning used car values are coming down yes well that did not stop this dealer from trying to sell a 1995 honda accord Yes. For more than its original MSRP and not by a little bit, dad. This 28-year-old Honda Accord in very good condition. I mean,
0: look at this thing. It looks great. Yeah, it, lo- it looks, looks prist- really, really good. It looks pristine. I'm 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 hoping you're going to tell me that that they've never sold the car and they just kept it for 28 years and it's brand you're going to tell me it's brand new, right? <laughs> All right, so here we go,
1: Pops. Here we yeah. go. You see yeah. that that tag hanging from the, uh, uh, what's that, a window cling? Is that what it's called? What's yeah, it called? The, well, that, that That's a mirror hang. A mirror hang. You see it. Yeah. It's, it's you don't want to. I mean, it looks good. Look at this car. It oh looks my like God, it's a great It's conviction. an
0: EXL. My God, it's got the faux wood. I mean, you know, you're taking me back to my youth almost. only 2187 miles. Oh my goodness, gracious. That is as close to brand new as you're going to find. I don't you know. know how to feel about this,
1: dad. This is a practically brand new 1995 Accord. This dealer's asking 25 grand
0: for it. And you know what? The really you got to be kidding me. Is it almost doesn't seem like that bad of a deal. Can can I can I say something? <laughs> Go for it. I think I'd buy that damn thing and I'd run it through Barrett Jackson, uh, Bowl week in Scottsdale, Arizona. And, and, and some poor fool's going to probably pay 50 grand for it there. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the truth of the matter is there's a dealer that can say, where are you going to get one like this? Yeah. You know, you talk about one that's well, one of one, one of a kind, Mm -hmm. um, you know, now God only knows how many issues it might have because it's, only got 2800 miles on it it won't have any
1: computer issues though it won't have any touchscreen issues it won't have any software updates you know what i mean like there's a huge segment of the of uh, the population dead that wants that
0: yes i mean but that's driven less than a thousand miles a year it almost it almost sounds like it could have been my car the way i drive um,
1: how many um, Honda Accords do you think have been produced from uh, uh, you know that time period, or how many Honda Accords, uh, similar Honda Accords, have been made?
0: Well, the Accord's been around for forty years, fifty years, um, exactly. Tens um, of millions,
1: tens yes. of millions.
0: Yeah. So it's like it's like it's super
1: interesting to think that one of the most rare you know vehicles out there would be a nineteen. Ninety-five Honda Accord, my birth year. I, I might add, you know. So it's kind of, kind of crazy to think. And you know what can potentially command a twenty-five thousand. I'm more than its original MSRP. Twenty-eight years.
0: Do, do, later, do you obviously. think it's a hundred miles a year? Oh my god. Do you think? Do you think that? Well, maybe we should buy that for you.
1: I would love that. I would love to own that car. I would wow. love that. It would get beat up in the city, which would make me sad. Yeah. It's almost like, I hate to say it, a 28 year old Honda Accord with 2000 miles on it should be garage kept. Like, that's, that's such a bad sentence to say because it would run yeah. perfectly. It would drive great. Yeah. You, what do you think the wheel size is on that?
0: You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, I'm going to guess They're back in like 95, 18. it was, those are probably, it was an EXL, so probably 15 inch. I mean look at that. This thing would ride like butter, man. Yeah, it's got the body side moldings. Oh yeah, no, that's a that's a great looking vehicle. I really, we ought to buy that for you. All right.
1: Stay tuned, gang. We might buy it and, and go to bear bear jacks, and that'd be fun. We could probably write yeah. it off
0: too. Well, I'm pretty sure if you do it as a business thing, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Why do you think businesses do all those type of things? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they can write it off. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. You. you know, which is why I wanted to stop at dealerships when we were in St. Martin last year, so that we could, <laughs> you know, but but I paid for the whole damn trip, so it didn't matter. Um Yeah, we yeah. did not, we did not write that off. Uh, sorry, yes. Pops.
1: Wish wish I could have helped. All right, let me share again with everyone what we're working on back at caredge.com when you're searching for a vehicle gang whoops, Don't click on extended warranty unless you want to purchase an extended yeah, warranty. We have sure. flat markups, and you can get quotes with no gimmicks. But that's not what—that's not what I wanted to show you. On all vehicles, if you are a data user, you will be able to see the target discount and the suggested fair price for both new and used vehicles. And the thing that I'm super excited about that is now we're sharing that exact same data with the dealers who want to join our trusted dealer network. So let me come in here and search for Mazdas, for example, and you will actually see Car Edge prices on vehicles this means wow. if you see car edge price the price is the price it won't change on you only thing is dealer doc feed does get added on i want to add that to the website so there's no smoke and mirrors and you'll never have to deal with a salesperson again you deal with car edge instead so the price is the price and no sales people we can do delivery nationwide just as well so please go take an interest if you do take an interest please go check out those vehicles again it's on caredge.com in the car search, toggle trust dealer. Or if you don't see anything that's in the network, then go use the target discount and negotiate your own deal. And use Deal School, our one hundred percent free car buying course, to give you the confidence to go make that purchase.
0: What I'm time do you my, want to go live tomorrow, pops? Uh, you tell me. Uh, you know, i i i, I have a, um, I, I have an engagement that starts at five, so I could either. I can either. Did you, just, arrive- did you just refer to getting Mexican food as an engagement? No, 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 no. It's, uh, uh, the, uh, I have a party to go to. Tomorrow. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 you're getting Mexican me- food tonight. I am not because our dear friends, um, the the grandkids are sick and have been sick, and Sandy has been babysitting all week, so she doesn't want to get me sick. Um, so yeah, we had to cancel. Yeah. But maybe I'll still go get Mexican food. I don't know. Hmm. We're Just not. to pull this up from John, uh,
1: mm-hmm. if I use courage, will my local dealer honor the service contracts? Yeah. It's a nationwide underwriter for our extended warranty and service contracts. It's just a cheaper price than your local dealer. So go take advantage of it. I'm bummed you're not going to El Coyote. Oh, El- oh, oh, I shouldn't say their name. I wish I hadn't said that. The best Mexican food ever. Is in a gas station parking shopping lot. center. Yeah. It yeah, gas station parking lot in Pleasantville, New Jersey. Egg Harbor Township. Egg Harbor Township, New Jersey, called El Coyote. If you go there, and we've met many people in our community at yes. El Coyote. If you go there, tell Gabriel that or, Zach or, Junior. Ray sent you. Hey, or Junior. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. so good, man.
0: Yeah. I I still you know, I canceled the reservation. Um, but you know, I I I still might go. Um yeah. For like a late, late, late lunch or a really early, early dinner.
1: We're when, getting some competing, some competing, uh, best Mexican food. We, my dad raised me in Arizona. So I think I grew up on very
0: quali- high quality, uh, uh, Mexican food. Um, I'm and, telling you, you, I, I and when you were out there, um, uh, just a few weeks ago, you stopped at one of my favorites, Ajo Al's. Yep. Um, you know, I used to, we used to get takeout from there at the store um, at least once a week. Um, Just saying, we, folks,
1: if you give it a try, yeah. it's it's uh, family. I don't know if it's family owned, but it's family. It is, it
0: is family owned. Uh, uh, Junior and and Gabriel's parents are the the cooks and the chefs and the the food. Uh, they have the best chips ever, and their sauces. What? my God, they're gonna be swamped tonight. You gotta call oh, and make gonna... a reservation. Make a reservation if you don't make a reservation, um, because it's really a very small restaurant, but it's really, so really, good. absolutely. Yeah, that's the restaurant amazing. right there.
1: I mean, yes. it's like very tiny. Yes, yes. And the chips, guys. The chips are
0: homemade. They're so yes. good. Yes, yes, yeah. and and I'm whenever whenever the kids, uh, Zach and Laura and 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 Dara and Herzak, when whenever they're at the shore, there are a couple of must-eats. And one of the must eats is we must eat at El Coyote. So yeah, it's that good. Like, look at that, man. It's like massive. It's like a
1: mm, god,
0: it's so good. Yeah, maybe I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> maybe so what time you want to do the show
1: tomorrow? Um, I don't the know. Norm- I don't normal know. time. That's- um
0: or do you have parties earlier let's do one during the day let's do one during the
1: day we'll coordinate it'll be over on the car edge channel folks we'll have a show tomorrow we'll we're, we'll break down car deals it is the time of year where if you're thinking of buying a car now is the time to actually do it so we'll break down car deals we'll be on the community forum we'll help folks that way but i'm gonna go eat lunch okay and i encourage okay. you to go to el coyote tonight pops all right <laughs> i shall I'll, I'll make it a point to go there all right i love you thank you everyone for being here uh, if we can help you check out the website if not then just see us back here. Check out the website
0: anyway. Yeah, check it out anyhow. Um, Thank you, everybody, for being here. We'll see you uh, back here, uh, well, Monday at noon Eastern at 9 Pacific, um, 10 a.m. in Phoenix.